Welcome to Rap in Order, the interrogation of a hip-hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. Welcome Dun. to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Five Reg. I'm Tori and V. How you feeling today? Good, man. Good, good. Um, What's been happening? So, in the world of entertainment, um, we saw the Beyonce movie. Yeah, we did. We saw yeah. the Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I caught it after work. So I got off work at 10 p.m. that night, Ooh. and I was like, "Yo, I'm usually not good for a movie after like or before or after 10 o'clock. I'm not good for a movie. I'll fall asleep." So yeah, we hold <laughs> Yeah, I saw the running time was two hours and 48 minutes. Three hours. Basically. Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like, all right, but it's the Queen. I gotta check it out. Mm-hmm. I hopped in the theater. I worked right next to the theater. Hopped in the theater for the 10:30 show. I stayed up the whole time, man. I, I was I was that drawn in. It was intriguing. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw I saw it at MetLife Stadium, and over the summer, um, and it was it was dope to to like actually like hear her talk about like what it took to go into like building the stage and everything like that. Like yeah. I saw um I saw Frankie on Twitter um basically saying that Beyonce was Beyonce basically funding the steel industry. <laughs> Oh right, because, <laughs> because they had what three stages? Yeah, they had three stages rotating. Yeah, that that were going like so. There was a current city that they was in, and then they had the 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 teams go to the next two cities that to build the stages at where wherever else they were going. So mm-hmm. if they were in Cincinnati, then there would be one build like they will they will go to Cleveland, and then be the next stop. yeah, and then and and then maybe like somewhere in Michigan because like Ohio and Michigan are like next mm-hmm. to each other. So like they would do the two cities in Ohio, and then the next city would be somewhere in Michigan or whatever yeah. like that to do it. And I just think that's like that's that's planning. That's really smart. Mm-hmm. Like and that's like foolproof because it's just like all right, nothing get left behind. Like everything is like ready. Can't nobody get hurt. Yeah. It's just smart like building the stage design to just do that and like yeah. just having the know how. Yeah. It, it's phenomenal. Um so like with movies like this, I'm always intrigued because I'm so fascinated about the behind the scenes work all the time. So like that was my big draw to this besides like seeing the show itself. Mm-hmm. My big draw was to see how it came to fruition. So like seeing all the behind the scenes stuff, of course, seeing the show and seeing her perform is dope, but seeing how everything came about, is just like so fire. So like even seeing the stage build, hearing that it took four years. Yeah. It's crazy. It's interesting because you never, like you realize that like artists are like really meticulous. Like when artists are just like not, when they're low, when they're mm-hmm. quiet, like we think they're just doing nothing. We think they just counting their money mm-hmm. and we think they just sitting at home, but like actually no, like they're planning. Yeah. And they're like getting things like in order and like making like mood boards mm-hmm. and doing all this stuff. Like, and you think about it, like these people are creatives, right? So that's interesting. I, I wanted to point out like my favorite part of the movie when like Beyonce is going on this like this conversation. She's having a conversation. Yeah, it's just, listen, man. Yeah, y'all, y'all saw it. Y'all, so, y'all, you guys have seen it. She basically, she's saying that, like, she feels like people, like, are always, like, trying to fuck with her and lie to her. And, like, oh, basically, and they show, they yeah. show clips of that. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, she's like, hey, I want to get this fish lens, like, this wide. And the guy was like, we don't have that. She was like, I Googled it already. Yeah. We do have it. Mm-hmm. Like, 
that was crazy to me because like I was like, nah, that was some Virgo shit. Yeah. <laughs> Reg is Virgo, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh nah. I'm asking because like, I already know. She asked the question because she knew the answer and yeah. he failed the test. Yeah. He probably got fired next day, y'all. He, he probably did. And it's on video. Like we've all seen the shit. And the beehive is passionate enough to make sure that that dude never gets hired again. Yo, bro, I just thought that that was cool. I also um, thought it was cool when the moment when Jay-Z was talking to Blue Ivy and, and well, both Beyonce and Jay were both like basically thanking Blue mm -hmm. and like saying like, yo, Jay was like, I'm so honored to be your dad. And Beyonce's like, I'm so honored to be on the stage with you. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was dope because you don't see that like from parents. Mm -hmm. So that was like a really, really cool thing that I thought like, I was like, yo, this is fucking great. That rec that type of recognition. Yeah, that from your parent? Of, yeah. Nigga, yeah. what? And your mom is Beyonce. Like, yeah. You know, so I thought I do a show up. I thought that was great. Um, and I also thought it was like cool. Uh, so the Uncle Johnny story, like, really, really, mm -hmm. like, it, like, like, touched me. Like, I was like, damn, because this album, I'll be honest, like, I didn't like, I listened to it, but I didn't like do deep dives, like finding out backstories and stuff like that, right? So like, like knowing, like, okay, when like when she was saying like Uncle jo Uncle Johnny made this dress, I mm -hmm. didn't realize. That oh shit, this tied back to that that infamous prom dress picture yeah. and everything that she did, and I was just like, wow. Yeah, and like, um, yeah, you know? super meticulous, and yeah. like him being the one that was making the dresses with her mom, right? And anybody that's a Beyonce fan, even if you're a surface level Beyonce fan, you know how much of a big part her mom played yeah. in like making all the costumes for yeah. the group. Um, that was like a big deal. So like, it wasn't until this album that I realized that oh, they had an uncle named Johnny that used to help with that whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I just thought that that was really cool, and like, it was just like a like a dope like Easter egg mm -hmm. like little thing or whatever like mm -hmm. that. But um, that was cool. But um, I guess we want to move on to like some bad news. What's the bad news? Um, like the the stuff that happened with cat that's going on with Cassie and Diddy. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, be uh polit like uh politically correct. Well, I guess politically correct would be a nice thing to do. Um, it's unfortunate to see like you know the reports, like reading the reports of what Cassie said that she experienced, and it's also unfortunate because like we we grew up like basically like enjoying Puff so much. Mm -hmm. So like to see that pretty much like uh to to read this and like realize that like somebody that you really look up to is capable of doing these things and like you know um possibly like being because he settled so quickly um a lot of people feel that like he did it and a lot of people are like saying that like you know he's absolutely capable and he's a violent person um it makes me feel like really like sad like damn like you know it sucks like you have like your heroes or like people you look up to and aspire to be like and then like you know you see things like this and it's like really tough to to know what's true to to know to what to what to believe right mm -hmm. and then you just like, damn, like, it makes you, like, question, like, yo, like, I look up to this person. Like, what does it say about me? Like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I'm like, damn, like, like, who, do, like, who is left? Because, like, think about it. We got to get rid of Bad Boy. That's a lot of fucking music. Yeah. I think, but what kind of makes it a little easier to listen to Bad Boy music and stuff is that, like, you know, it's kind of... Because he didn't write shit. Yeah, he didn't really write shit. Yeah, that's true. I, that is a loophole. He didn't really write shit. He orchestrated. Yeah, he you orchestrated, know? yeah. He orchestrated, and there is talent in that. Yeah. In orchestrated. Yeah, that's but, nice. um, Yeah, man. I mean, I can listen I can listen to all of that shit freely. Now, if you want to get deeper into it and start thinking like, well, did this person know that he was like this? Mm. Then that, you know, that's a little more messy. Yeah, because people are coming out of the woodworks for him. And I think that, like, that's also, like, very, like, interesting, in my opinion, that um, 
people, like so many people, like people that like worked with him, mm-hmm. um, like um, friends, like security guards, like are on Vlad TV and um, art of the art of art of storytelling. Like, is it Man, art of the deal or art of storytelling? Art of art of dialogue. Art of dialogue. Yeah, that I hate that guy. Yeah, he. Um, I hate him. Why? Because like it's obvious that he hates Biggie and and Bad Boy and Puff. Man, because his I was talking to my brother about this uh, yesterday, but like his whole YouTube, he was just talking about Pac. It was like pop content, and then this happened, and he's just been on a tear with it, bro. Like we're not no, but like it, I I use YouTube a lot as like my background music to like clean, do like do anything, and I would listen to like hours of this man's content, mm-hmm. and it's always like, so you don't think Biggie had nothing to do with it? Like it, it's just like, oh, see, I haven't. He does stuff like like there's like different times like where he's like interviewed uh the dude Napoleon that was like, I think he was like one of the youngest outlaws, but like, he, you know, obviously now he's grown and like, he's actually really successful. Mm-hmm. He has like a restaurant in Dubai. Like he, you know, he's doing really well, but like he'll talk to Napoleon and he'll just be like, yo, so you, you don't think like, like Puffy, like pay Keefy D like basically like trying to get them to say like, yeah, I think yeah. he did that shit. Like all of his, like he's worked to me. He's worse than Vlad. Yeah. I was just about to say, it's just basically the same shit that Vlad does. It's so, it's, and, but like I guess we know like Vlad openly says like I love Tupac like I'm a Tupac mm-hmm. fan and like basically his life his life's work was to solve the Tupac mm-hmm. like I like I just think it's hilarious that like people go on these people shows and like sit down and talk and like they don't even be like yo hold on why are you asking me that yeah nah. like, they don't even stop to think like this is weird yeah like because they already got the check. They, yeah. they get paid for that. Yeah, yeah, he they pays them, and he thing. pays them well. Like basically, he's like, "I'll I'll give you half now, and the other half after we finish." So mm-hmm. I think like that that must be a man. I would, I get it. If I'm down on my luck, I'll be like, "Hey, Vlad, I got some more stories." Yeah, yeah. I heard that. Um, Boosie basically has like a Vlad deal, I where mean, like where essentially he gets paid like as a recurring guest on Vlad because he always does numbers when he's on Vlad. He has like a deal with him basically that he does like. Um, I don't know if deal's the right word. Um, but he has like a recurring he, it he sounds has right. a recurring guest role. Yeah, because he gets yeah. paid. At one point that was Charlemagne's seat. Mm-hmm. At one point that was Lord Jamar's seat. Mm-hmm. Like there's certain there's certain people that like will come back regularly. Um who else does who else regularly comes back? Face on Love is a regular. Yeah. Um uh Godfrey used to be a regular, but I don't think him and Godfrey are on good terms anymore. Yeah, because essentially he gets he gets really good numbers with those people. Yeah, Michael Michael Jai ja, ja White yeah, is like a regular on him. Yeah, and he 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 puts the proof in the pudding because something just happened with uh what's what's Shorty's name um damn she has a baby with Aaron Hall like like they were Gloria just Velez. Gloria Gloria Velez she was supposed to get a show with him oh and she wanted like more control so like Vlad kind of like he was like all right you can do whatever you want you can put the content out. And like basically, like she had like TK Kirkland, like these different people. She had Cisco, like do like a whole like thing with her, and like mm-hmm. yeah, like whole segment, and like it didn't do shit. Oh shit! Under his network, and like he he was like, yo, you you can own all the content, you can do everything, and basically like she she cut ties with Vlad, and like went on a rant saying like he was a culture vulture, this and that and that, and Vlad was like, all right, like leave them, do whatever you want to do, and like he said like you go and look, and like her numbers are like so pedestrian. And like he was like, I'm just telling you, he was like, she just don't have it. People don't want to hear her talk. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, damn, like, cause like Vlad is like a now, cocky motherfucker. Yeah. Like, yeah, he just talked about it. The tables are gonna turn and people do want to hear it from anyone that has anything to do with that circle of Yeah. You know, a bad boy. Anybody, yeah. anybody that was that was affiliated with Puff, and that's why like there's people coming out of the woodworks right mm-hmm. now, like pretty much like 
you know, because these dudes, two of them wrote, Gene Deal wrote a book and so did Mark Curry. Yeah. And, like, I heard that their books are, like, flying off the shelves and everything mm-hmm. like that. And then on top of that, and then Cassie, um, she named um, Roger Bonds, who's from Harlem, and, like, because he was um, head, of, head of pub security at one point. He just got interviewed recently. Well, no, he put something up on his um, Instagram. Yeah, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I know Roger Bonds' son. Like, it's just like, crazy. It's surreal. Like, he's like, I'm going to tell my truth. So when he wrote that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody was just like, all right, let's yeah. go. Yeah. But um, yes, it's very unfortunate to see someone that you like really, really look up to, like Puff, just going through things. But yeah, I guess besides that, um, on to like new music. You been listening to anything? <laughs> new music? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is going to be really funny. So have you ever watched the TV show um College College Girls on, on HBO Max? College Girls, no. So is is written by uh. Damn it. Sex Lives of College oh, Girls. Sex Lives of College Girls. Right. Okay. Um, so one of the girls on the show, her name is Renee Rapp. Um, okay, I've seen this poster before. Yeah, okay. So the lead... The smile is annoying. Okay, the, that, that's the girl I'm talking about. Her name is Renee Rapp, mm-hmm. and she's she's a singer. So she does, like, she's listening on the pop, but, like, she you can tell that she has a very, very huge, like, like influence from, like, Southern, like, black music. Mm-hmm. And she can fucking sing her ass off. And, like, she has an EP and an album that dropped this year. And, like, I've kind of, like, been, like, checking her out. I'm talking about that. Just, just, just giving myself, like, a different vibe um, as far as, like, the music. Um, mm-hmm. Who else just recently dropped? Because some people drop, but it's just, like, we're, like, a week. We're, like, a week removed from when all that music, when that music did drop. So I yes. think that's why, like, right now, like, it's, like, kind of, like, a blur to me. Yeah. My rotation right now is pretty, eh. I mean... It's good. Like Katra dropped a really nice uh two two um two track EP. I didn't get a chance to check that yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Katranada is like old faithful though. He's always gonna give you one or two. Um so he dropped Danny Brown dropped a project recently. I haven't gotten to it yet. Um I did see the pitchfork review. It wasn't very good. But I'm gonna check it out. I'm still listening to that project that he has with JPEG. Oh yeah, JPEG. Yeah, that's um a scaring scaring all the holes. Scaring the holes, holes. yeah. That's that's like one of my standouts for this year. Um, and we'll get to that later. Okay. Um Ari Lennox dropped a new track. Yeah, see. Really good. Really good? Okay, mm-hmm. cause I, I know she was mad that somebody threw a bottle at her. Oh my god, I saw that video. That I, I'm not gonna it was... lie, that video kinda turned me on. <laughs> okay, right. Like, she, she she leaned into that shit. Like for real. It was okay. It was unfortunate events, but I was like, damn, why y'all throw this bottle? But then what do I like? seeing mm-hmm. this right now um <laughs> it was unfortunate but i don't know why niggas go to sto- go to shows and throw bo- throw stuff on the stage man. yeah i don't get it either like yeah y'all paid to be there right um that girl tyla uh the yes. water girl yeah she dropped <laughs> the water girl but she dropped um a new song because her project is getting ready to come out it's called okay. Puta dare it's really fucking good she about to be out here for a while man i feel it she's she's super young she's talented though um i think she's gonna be out for a while Okay. Mm-hmm. Now this is how this is, it's been a little while since record, so I had to literally remember. Like Andre three thousand dropped his flute album mm-hmm. that uh you know everybody was upset about because he's not rapping. Mm-hmm. It's cool, you know, play it to like soothe you or relax you. Yeah. Um, Drake dropped um Scary Hours, mm-hmm. you know, and it was great. He raps. He gave us exactly what we wanted. Yeah. Like, Thank you, Joe Button. Bullying works. Yeah. You know, that's I, I genuinely feel that way. I, I feel like it's all his fault. Yeah, I do like I do like the scary hours three. Um uh Conway and Conductor dropped a project together. 
I haven't checked that out yet. I gotta check that out. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's actually, like, pretty good. Conductor is, like, really showing out this year. Showing out this year. I gotta get to this Busta album. Haven't heard very good things, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, I I listen to Busta's new project. Busta's new project actually kind of gives me, like, like he's trying to keep up with the new generation. It's given, it's given hello, hello, fellow kids. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Okay, so I already know how you feel about Night Shift with Larry June and Cardo. Mm-hmm. You know you love it. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to Alone at the Prom, Tory Lanez? Oh, the deluxe version? No, I haven't. But I heard it's really good. Yeah, like really good. Yeah, I heard it's yeah. really good. It's really good. I am going to check it out. It's on my list. Okay. Uh, we got uh, Welcome to Co- Welcome to Collie Grove. Oh, yeah, yeah, Wayne, yeah. Wayne and Two Chains. I haven't checked that out yet. Um, so I really like the first one. I haven't really dug into the second one that much. Okay. Um, but yeah, besides those, and then we got Too Good to Be True, Ross. Oh and, yeah, and, and Meek. This shit should have came out in 2014. That's, that's <laughs> when I would have cared. That's legit when I would have cared. But I, it's it just doesn't have that replay value for me right now. That could I, change. I checked out Lola Brooks project. I go. I want to like listen to it again because I listened to it um, on my way to work and like it didn't it didn't. Catch me. Yeah, um, Dennis' daughter. I think yeah, it's Dennis's daughter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like Lola Brooke. She she reminds me of a really a really good time. Like she's reminds me of Foxy. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely, Foxy, Foxy all day. Um, and I like her voice. I like her energy. So I'm gonna check it out. I haven't checked it out yet though. I've been okay. I've really been in my like R and B bag mostly. Yo, I've just been making my own my own playlist and listening yeah. to that. Yeah, and I then, make my own shit. Yeah, just listen to that. Okay, yeah. and last but not least, Jeezy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So twenty nine songs. Did you check it out? I haven't gotten to all of it. Did you hear I, it? I heard I heard the whole thing and I think it's a good project. I think Jeezy, um Jeezy's very much pattern he he's on a faster track, but he's pattern he's he's patterned his career. He's patterning um his career after Jay Z. Okay. And but he's just doing it faster. Mm-hmm. So like he's like basically he this is his four forty four. But he's not apologizing for anything. He's basically like, you know, just... But it's his more personal album. Yeah, it's his his very personal, introspective album. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I think that's been missing from Jeezy, actually. Yeah, and I think, like, where he's at in life, like, he's very much like, yes, um, I used to be a street nigga, but, like, I am very far removed from that, and, Mm -hmm. like, I'm growing, and... Okay, I see the parallels. Yeah, like, it's it's just, like... Because I listen to his interviews, and, like, when he talks about Jay, basically, like, you know, Jay was, like, a mentor to him, but, like, he basically says like Jay-Z's teachings are like pretty much what he holds near and dear mm-hmm. and like how he continues to move in this industry and what he aspires to do. And I think that like he like sees it. It's kind of like he like took the advice that like Jay was trying to get beans or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Huh. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, okay. So mm-hmm. today guys, you know, we obviously we're gonna we you're watching because we're gonna go over an album today. Yeah. Um that this one came out in 2012, you know, and it's a mixtape. It's been regarded as a mixtape over the years, and I think it kind of switched into being mentioned as an album in got, the later years. Yeah, last year, it was 2022, it got released as, a, as an album for its 10-year anniversary. Yeah, so it just it hit 10 years in 2022. So it came out in 2012, September 4th, uh, September 5th, 2012. Um, under good music, um, this artist... Kind of had a, I feel like he kind of had a rough start and kind of had to prove himself a lot in the beginning because he was on a label that had so many other stars on it. And um and he had to find a way to stand out. And it was like that. I've always regarded him as having that like Rockefeller treatment 
that, mm. that was so famous back in the day where it's like, well, you got the deal, you got to do everything yourself type thing, the tough love type thing where you got to prove yourself that um, I think that's what Kanye kind of came up in where he kind of had to do everything himself because mm. he already had the name behind him. Um, and Virtual. that's what Big Sean did. And yeah, ladies and gentlemen, talking about Big Sean and his project, Detroit. It's his fourth mixtape. Um, it was released, like I said, in 2012 under Dat Piff. Um, you had a lot of high-profile pro- guests on here. You had a uh, ro- fellow Michigan guy, um, Royce Five Nine. You had Kendrick Lamar. You had Tyga, French Montana, King Chip, Juicy J, J. Cole, um, just to name a few. Um, you had production from Key Wayne. You had a uh, production from Hit Boy, who, you know, we've seen how their chemistry developed over the years. Um, <clears throat> when this when this came out, it was big for Sean, like I said, because... Um, it was this project that kind of put new eyes on him. And it came out at a time where he was coming off of a lot of big features. You had Click. You had um, you had uh, Mar- uh, Mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of used those moments to really, like, make this project as big as it was for him. Um, and then when it dropped, I remember it dropped and it crashed that pit with, like, 1.5 million downloads that day. I remember actually trying to download it and that pit crashed. Um, just a big moment in that time frame, and then um, and for him as an artist, what did you what do you remember about when this project dropped? I remember um, being so I remember being really excited when this project dropped, and I remember um, listening to um, how it feel like a lot. Like I listen to how if I have my old iPod and I can like you know how it can show you on your old iPod like, like most listeners, most listeners. Mm-hmm. Like I had a ridiculous amount of listening to that song because I loved the sample and I just loved how he was rapping on it. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember like thinking like, oh man, like he's arrived. Like you know, like because at that time, ladies and gentlemen, like this was like you know, Good Kid, Mad City dropped this year. And it was just like, I was like, yo, I think Big Sean might be one of the ones. Like, it just, you know, it gave, he really, really, it was, I was really impressed with this project because, like, he was, it was actually, like, a lot of versatility mm-hmm. that he gave on this project. And I was just like, damn, like, Big Sean's really talented. And, like, I wasn't, I wasn't mad at anything that he did on this project. I was just really, I was really impressed. And I was mad that it wasn't an album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, was like, why would you, I was like, why would you waste... Like, like, was like, like that's what I want to know. Actually, I'm actually curious. Do you know this? Because I couldn't find it anywhere. Did he put this out? Like, because, like, you know, like the label wouldn't. Did he turn this in and they wouldn't take? Like it? on some like Friday Night Lights type shit. Yeah. No, I think he just, it, he just wanted to keep that momentum up. Cause like he had a lot of momentum that year with like the the shit that was dropping, bro. And it was just a way to keep that going. And and I think he capitalized on it in the moment. And he just uh. Strike while the iron was hot. I think he that is in retrospect. Nuts. In retrospect, he could have kept this. This should have low key been his like debut. Yes, Detroit like should have been his debut. The way the way he like to me the way he sequences this mixtape mm-hmm. like Sean like like I also like Dark Sky of Paradise a lot. Mm-hmm. But like and and I and I like Detroit too. Mm-hmm. Um, Detroit Detroit Part Two. Mm-hmm. But like I'm like, what the fuck like. Like he, like he's never like sequenced the project like this well, like this again. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Hold on a second. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like yeah. I don't get it. I think, I think, yeah, I think he just really wanted to, um, to use that moment for that for that big year that he was having to kind of like end it off. And it, it's just funny because this dropped in September, and then the next month Kendrick dropped. Um, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it was just like a. 
it just time like yo between the albums and the mixtapes that dropped in 2012, mm-hmm. damn. Like, I'll just talk about like Dream Chasers Two dropped this year. Mm-hmm. So that like that's the most downloaded mixtape and mixtape in that history. Yeah. So that says a lot of this project. Like like you know what I'm saying crashed the site. Yeah. Imagine what Dream Chasers Two did. Right. Mm-hmm. You got Rich Forever by Rick Ross, Soul Tape Two by Fabulous, V Six by Lloyd Banks, Macadelic by Mac Miller. One of Gucci Mane's mixtapes, Trap God, was like that was like you know his most notable. Childish Gambino's Royalty, 1999 by Joey Badass, Forever in a Day by Big Crit, The Yellow Album by Dom Kennedy, Back from the Dead by Chief Keef. Yeah, these okay. were just mixtapes, and those were like career defining. mixtapes. Yes, like you know, like like oh, and uh, Wiz Khalifa's uh, Taylor or All the Dice. Yeah, right. So like those those were like mixtapes that came out, and mm-hmm. and I can argue that. All of the mixtapes that I named should have been fucking albums. Yeah. That, Dream Chasers 2 should have been Meek's album. Rich Forever should have been Ross's album. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they it just, it, it actually makes me mad. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> like, I, I just think, and this was in the middle of that transition from mixtapes, where people kind of, I feel like the artists were like, all right, well, mixtapes are a thing. Since they're a thing, let's just give them our all. Instead of thinking, so they were thinking very small in that way. Right? Where they were like, Let's just put our all into these mixtapes. Instead of thinking that way, they should have just been thinking like, all right, let's just put our all into these albums to flush out the mixtapes. Because the mixtapes was just supposed to be the teaser. It just, then people yo, started treating them like albums. Somewhere around 2009, 2010, I would say, they just started giving mixtapes the album treatment. Because this shit had like skips. I'm trying, I'm trying to think, was it, was it, what, what year did Kush and OJ come out? That had to. That was like when I first got when I first joined Twitter. So like two thousand nine, two thousand nine. Yeah, like it became like a thing to like you know where artists like because before mixtapes would just be people rapping over other beats and DJ yeah. talking all over it. But yeah, and like it switched and it was like you know yeah, mixtapes like, are hot. This presentation. I want to make my mixtape like an album. Right. And it was just like damn. That's that's what fucked everything up. Right. It fucked the game up. But yeah. yeah. Like you know. um, and I like to look at the albums that came out this year. It was just it was a competitive year, and like you know, Sean came out, you know, with some very very. He had a lot of competition, mm-hmm. and like what I always liked about Big Sean, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, is like his confidence and like the fact like he never like seemed like he never seemed phased by nobody that he was around. Like yeah. I think I think that that like spoke like volumes about him. Um, in my opinion, I think like that's like what made like his music. Um. Like very like be, being able to like resonate because it's like all right he seems like the average dude but like his confidence also lets you know that he was probably the most important dude in any room that he walked into mm-hmm. like if like Kanye Jay Z's not there yeah otherwise yeah. like he's probably gonna draw all the attention he's probably gonna have on something that you want to wear he's probably gonna bag the the girl that you want to holler at mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like it's just like he just had that charisma and that personality. Um, about him, mm-hmm. so you know, I I think that was like pretty cool. Well, that's that's what I that's how I felt about Big Sean. Like when I would see him, I'd be like, "Damn, man! Like I like those sneakers he got on, or that hat that he got on yeah. his dope, or something like you know, something like that." Or then like you he's big, would he's big on see him with a shorty, or like or you would see him like with a shorty, be like, "Damn, shorty is fine," or whatever like that. Like it was, mm-hmm. he was he was a very very cool like he was very much the cool kid. Yeah, wherever he went. Yeah, and he pretty and he very much embodied the blog era. Yeah, the black era was very, very much um, in Big Sean's style. Yeah, and the way that he transitioned out of that was with this album to like show himself as a as mm-hmm. an artist, as a full artist. Um, so getting into the album, it, it, into the project itself, 
Um, I've always said that I really like when Sean works with Key Wayne. I think they really understand each other. Key Wayne's from Detroit as well. And um, and the way they work together, their chemistry is so good. I think I, in my opinion, I think he has better chemistry with Key Wayne than he does with Hit Boy. But him and Hit Boy probably have like a, a closer relationship. So that's why they keep creating together. Um, but on this tape, like, you know, it starts off with Hire. And Hire is so fucking good to me because the production is so good. It has like this motivational type feel to it. And um and the rapping is so good. It's like high level rapping. And he's like just capitalizing on that moment. There's even a moment in the song that it switches to the mercy beat. And he just rapping on that. And then it switches back. Like it just the way it weaves in and out, it's like really good. Big Sean is a very talented rapper. Um uh Big Sean is kind of, uh, in my opinion, if you if you have to like build a rapper or like create a rapper, like Big Sean is like one of those created like rappers defaults that you can like build and like he's gonna be a superstar, it's gonna mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. Like he does that. So it's like, you know, how effortlessly like he can like flow and like do what he does, like is it's a it's kinda like a no it's not it's obvious to see. And I think like um, you know, it was just like his time was coming. So this intro when I heard it, I was just like, This is how he's starting the shit mm -hmm. off. Like I was just like it it, it kind of like like blew like blew me away like I I like I said like this this guy was on something I'm really upset he didn't make this album and and like I wish that I don't know what I like I just I like I was hoping that on Detroit too like he kind of would have like continued like this format on mm -hmm. that but like he kind of like it, it was kind of like just more like a old to Detroit like yeah. again like yeah. but like like how this one was but he did it like he re he remixed it and changed that what mm -hmm. what he did but. He had, I, I think he, I think he married it as close as he could, mm -hmm. um, because he knows that this is like his most important project. So for him to revisit it was probably a really big deal. Um, I think the album kind of still kicks up or keeps its, uh, keeps the level where it's at or maintains the level at, that it's at with uh, Twenty Four Carats of Gold with J Cole. Um, it was very important for him to work with Cole in this time frame, and with with Kendrick, and we'll get to that too. Um, what did you think of this one? All right. So I wanted to make sure that I said really nice things and talked about Big Sean in a really good light, ladies and gentlemen, because I saw some people say that they think that I don't like Big Sean and I have a problem with him. Mm -hmm. I don't. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to hear this nigga sing. I hate it. <laughs> it's annoying. He sounds like a Sesame Street-like character. It blows mine. Mm -hmm. And this is the part that makes it hard for me to fully enjoy and embrace this album. I don't I don't know who told Big Sean he can sing, but whoever told him, I really, really got a problem with that person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what did you think of um Cole's verse? Cole's verse was good. Yeah. Um, but like I said, Sean because Sean opens a song singing, you don't want to listen to the song. Mm -hmm. You don't get to it because he's singing and like harmonizing and shit. And I'm just like, yo, bro, like, stop. Yeah. Like I just like I'm good on it. Like I like and it's like he it's not like he can't. He can't hold a note like his voice is cracking anything like that. Yeah, but it's yeah. just like I just don't care. Yeah. Stop singing, nigga. Okay. Well, yeah. If you don't, yeah. If you don't care for that, then yeah, you probably won't like it. I yeah. really like this song. I think it's um, it's not my favorite. I think they could have came up with something better than this. It's not my favorite, but I don't mind it. Like how, like, like how you do. <laughs> that was that's just the best thing. I I like, I like my rappers to rap, ladies and gentlemen. Like I really, really do. Like. I want Drake to rap. I want J. Cole to rap. I was just about to I bring want Drake. Kendrick, how do you feel Kendrick, about Drake singing? 
Drake can sing like he like all right Drake Drake I I can tolerate Drake singing more than I can tolerate Big Sean singing. Okay, but I can't. I I'd rather Drake sing. I mean rap rap. Damn, okay. look at that crazy. Yeah, I rather Drake rap like like just just like you're good at it, my nigga. Yeah. Like it's like just do it. Like I just sometimes I just be like yo did man. You, so you saw the reports on um on his? Did you see the reports on his streaming numbers for this last album and how they weren't. That big. We talk about scary hours or yeah. or okay. Scary hours. Yeah, they weren't that big compared to like what he's done in the past that are more commercial. And then people were saying using that as a crutch, like, see, that's why he don't give y'all rap albums because y'all don't stream it. You think but it's this, this, to that? No, it was a freaking EP, and it was the deluxe to what he already did. Like yeah. if he like if he just said, hey, hey, here's ten songs, just me rapping, and it's an album. I think that it would do numbers. Yeah. Like, come on! Like, I don't even think that's fair. If Drake, if that's what Drake goes off on, then you know what? I guess I'll just have to ask a square up with Chubbs because I know he won't fight and he's gonna send Chubbs from the face. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, man. Like, nah. Like, I just, mm -mm. yeah. Um. So we actually get into the first story from Common. Um. Yeah, which the stories are the stories kind of weave into this album, well, project really well. Um. Common tells his Detroit story. Now, what I think he did. That was very um, intentional on this project that I liked was that he got people to tell stories about their time in Detroit that aren't from Detroit. That aren't Detroit. Yeah. Age. So like he got Common to tell his story because Common has ties with the Soulquarians and him going to Detroit to go see Dilla and being reminiscent of that time where they would go to Coney Island or go to, you know, the strip club or whatever and get some food. It's just a real like home, homely home feeling mm -hmm. that it that it has, and a feeling of warmth, especially with like the piano keys. It wants you to like. I'm put, going. I'm going for Fourth of July next year. Put for you in that reunion. moment for your fam your family reunion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm trying to go. Yeah, you're more than welcome. To yeah, go. that'd be cool. That'd be fly. Um, okay, but yeah. So from there, I know you probably want to get into this one. Um, the I next one is how I feel. Song is amazing. Man. Why? Like I don't know why I didn't get more attention. It makes no sense to me. Like I can't. I don't get it. I don't understand why this. Why how it feel didn't get more attention and yeah. get more recognition. Why I didn't get the push? The video was fly. He had mm -hmm. on the bear, the bear, the fur, the bear fur coat. Yeah, like, that shit was dope. Some real player shit. Yeah, man. like that was some Cooper. real Detroit play. That was that shit Biggie was talking about when he said my Detroit players. Yeah, y'all. that's the what he was Cooper talking about. It's super, super Detroit. Um. The production, the the Barry White sample, yes, um, the soul, the soul sounds of it, it's great. I think it hit. I think it um, it really wins on all levels for me. Agreed. The flow, everything. Um, uh, I didn't want to go track for track, but I did okay. want to know your thoughts on um, uh, oh, woke up, woke up with say it ain't tone, early Mac, shout out to them. Uh, Mike Posner, James Fauntleroy is on here as well. Um, what you think of that one? I really enjoy the raps, but the singing, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, actually, I agree with you on the singing on this one. It's just I'm like, yo, like I'm like, you couldn't afford, like you couldn't like get nobody to come in and sing. Like I just, I know, like sometimes artists have to like do references for the singers, like to what the singing shit. And yeah, man, I just don't know why the fuck he just decided to sing the hook. Like I feel like I'm like, you didn't want to pay any R and B artists. Like what the fuck, bro. Yeah, like, he does, but he does that a lot though. Like he's. He dips in and out of singing a lot, um, especially when he links up with Janae, because I think yeah. they write a lot together. So like, it's like a thing. He he's been doing that. Yeah. <laughs> now like, yeah now he's turning to fucking John Lennon. You know, yeah so. yeah he has he has. I don't know what's going on with him lately, but I mean that's for another day. Yeah. Um, what's another one? Um, 
What if? Uh, selling dreams was a huge disappointment. You know, with a Chris Brown feature, yes. Because my last was such a huge song, mm-hmm. so I just thought like, all right, like it's a no brainer. Like I thought, like I thought eventually they would make like a joint album or something mm-hmm. like that. I just thought it would happen. Like I'm like, if, if Chris Brown and Tiger can have this much chemistry, Big Sean and and like these two talented young dudes, like yeah. no problem. I'm not even the biggest Chris Brown fan, but I feel like he can build chemistry with anybody. Like he's one That's of those true. artists okay. that can just morph and be in your. That, I I agree. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely he's definitely a chameleon. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. Can't can't skip over one hundred. Uh, features Royce to five nine, Kendrick Lamar. You got elite, elite rapping. Yeah, you got some um, James Fontenoy on there as well. Um, yeah, man, this is this is a this is a big moment on the project. Like you got you got a really big MC at the time, Kendrick Lamar, leading into a life changing album the mm-hmm. very next month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got another hometown hero in Royce to five nine. On this one, mm-hmm. and everybody delivers. The production is so dark. It's produced by Don Cannon. Um, it's introspective. Um, talks about their city. Talks about the come up a lot. I love Kendrick's take on this. I think Kendrick kind of stole the show on he here. He did absolutely stole. Yeah, the show. yeah. That was the first um, time we did it at the big show. Yeah, wouldn't be the last. Nope. No, wouldn't be the last. But um, I think all of them delivered on here. Um, I think I think it was great to have Royce kind of to ro- have Royce be the second one. The way their voice the, their voices flowed, it just made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a, this was a solid one. Yeah, I, I I think so. That that was pretty dope. Um, I really like Moolah. Oh, that's my shit. Yeah, I still like that song because like it's funny to me. Like first Montana did raps like he has marbles in his mouth, but it's just like he he actually just gets his point across, and it just sounds great. Like his yeah. his accent is just really dope, and I think that like what what the what those two did together, I thought, oh man, like this this is impressive. Yeah, it's a very 2012 song, yeah. but I really like it. I really do like it. Um, and then you got some other highlights for me. Well, I'm gonna be is is a very Janae and Big Sean song. It's a very sing along type vibe to it, which I didn't mind. I don't mind it. Did you like that one? I know it has some singing on it. I wrote, "Get this Sesame Street shit out of here." Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. It does have that vibe. It has that vibe to it. And typically, I would hate a song like this, but it's not a song that I would just be like, well, "I want to listen." I'm gonna be, and I go put it on. It's not one of those for me. It's definitely not. Um, yeah, bro. Um, I will say a song, another song that I love, FFOE. Oh yeah, that's that's peak Big Sean rapping. I that's, feel like that's, that's exactly that's what I wrote. Peak Big Sean rapping. Yeah, that's that that's probably on this album. That's probably his best rapping. Yeah, like, I wrote of rapping. I wrote. I miss this Sean. That's what I wrote. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the Big Sean that a lot of people were introduced to, especially like on the mixtape scene. Um, Final Famous over everything. That like he repped that food to the death in the beginning. Yeah, man. Yeah, so like, there's that one. You got your um, typical classic stripper anthem with "Do What You Gotta Do, Do What I Gotta Do" with Tiger. I felt like he failed with mm-hmm. that. I felt like that that was a failure, and I'm like, how, nigga? Like you, you made you you can make strip club anthems, big yeah. John. And this is Tiger, Mister Make It Nasty. Yeah. Like how did like I don't understand how they missed. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, nah, this was phoned in. I think it was probably just. It was probably just the timing of it that just didn't hit at the time, but it's still a solid song. I didn't, I didn't mind that one. Yeah. Shit didn't hit, bro. Yeah. Any absolute 
knows for you on here? Um, yeah, the outro. Um, the ones bitten twice shy. Yeah. Yeah, now that's my head boy. Do do what I gotta do. Yeah. Oh, that's one with Tiger. Yeah, that's one with Tiger. Yeah, that those two like mm-hmm. get them the fuck out of here, and and I'm gonna be like I I. Actually, I wrote down what I, uh, I'll tell you right now. 24 carats of gold, selling dreams. I'm going to be, do what I got to do. One bitten, twice shy. Mm. And uh, life should go on. I believe that was a bonus track, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. Life should go on. That's the, uh, yeah, that's the one joined with Wale. That's yeah. A bonus. Yeah, that's a bonus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think for me, man, I love Roll Weed Time. It's such a short, like, you know, little little mm-hmm. teaser. It's It's a good one. Um, I think Roll Weed Time should have been like in in the middle as like a breather to go into the next song. Okay. But anyway, um, I think songs I'm songs that are that were a little disappointing, Selling Dreams with Chris Brown. I agree with you there. Um, they should have I kind of wanted more something more upbeat from them. Mm-hmm. Um uh, what else? Experimental is very dated. It feels very dated. And I typically love everything Juicy J is on. Um, I wish Wiz or like Currency was featured on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I wrote. What did I write? I wrote something. Oh no! For woke up, I, I wrote that. That Wiz should have been Ooh. on that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. that is okay. Wiz should have been on woke up. Um, that that would have made it like a that would have been his weed song, and then you wouldn't have needed experimental. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think on here, what's another one that I don't really care for? I think that's the only ones. Selling dreams. Don't really need to hear. I'm gonna be. Yeah, those might be the only ones that I'm like, no, absolutely not. I don't even skip the stories because I like hearing the stories. The stories. You got fire. you got com you got stories from Common on here. You got stories from Snoop. No, say 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 who it is. Snoop Lion. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. That's important. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Snoop Lion, man. He, yeah. do, he do what the fuck he want to do. Right. I love it. I can't wait till he tells us talk on um, Snoop Grandpa. Yeah. Yeah, one of his kids. Yeah, he like Spanky. Spanky already had, like, well, I think both of them, Spanky and Corday, both um have have kids. Yeah. So, um yeah, it's going to happen. Shout out to Snoop, man. I love yeah, him. Yeah, man. Big Snoop Dogg. Um, but yes, I think those are the only ones that, that, um, that I can do without. And I think this tape, is um is aging very well. Like even on the on the on the re-listen, I was like, man, there's only a couple songs on here that sound dated, but for the most part, these kind of go over very pretty well in in 2023. Especially that intro. That intro is just I feel like it's timeless. I I like the project. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I like it. Yeah, I'm ready to get into the rating. All right, but uh, you can kick it off. All right, I give it four out of five waffles. Like I said, I think this is Big Sean's best project. I think it's a really good project. Um, I think that um, because 2012 was such like a really robust year, mm-hmm. um, it kind of got like buried in the sauce. But I, I think I love the fact that like people still talk about it now, and I think mm-hmm. that speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I just you know, I just can't I can't give it the classic rating because like I have. One, I hate the singing, mm-hmm. and I just think that like um, there's there's so, that like there was a, he left a lot of room for improvement on the on the album, I mean yeah. on the project. Mm-hmm. Sorry guys, mm-hmm. on the project, and that's that's it. Like I I don't want people to think I, I don't I don't hate this album. I don't think that Big Sean isn't like deserving. I think like this was like the 
one of the best projects that came out that that year, and I mm-hmm. think that it has aged well. I just, you know, everybody can't, every, everybody doesn't have to have a classic just because, you know, it doesn't mean that you hate it if you don't think yeah. so. And that's that's all I want to like get across. And like, this is why I wanted to do this album. I mean, damn, I keep saying album project mm-hmm. because I really enjoy it. I just wanted to just make sure that like I was able to get that across and like explain it and, you know. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd agree with you. I think it is a four out of five. I think this is his best. Listen, so I'm going to explain, right? So just to give you all some backstory. Shit. What? Just to, just to give you all some backstory, right? So we had a conversation last time. Um, on one of our segments. And uh, we had a conversation about classics. And we talked about um, three artists that don't have classics. So he mentioned that Big Sean and who are the other two? Big Sean, Fabulous, and um, and, and Busta Rhymes. Right? So he mentioned those. And I was like, Big Sean don't have a classic? So like to me, I've always regarded this as a classic. But then when you speak of like the overall scope, and when I include you guys, the listeners, and what the um, perception is, is that, because you got to include the perception. So I didn't do that last time. So when you include the perception and you include what a classic is, so like a classic is regarded as, an, as a project, one of, the, one of the main things that you have to have as a classic, in my opinion, and you can say if you disagree, is, um, is the cultural impact, right? Okay. And I don't think... I think this resonated, but I, I don't think um, I, I don't think, and people can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there's artists that have been inspired or that were birthed from this project. And I think a lot of classics are held in that regard. There's there's artists that came that were spawned and birthed from classic projects, and this has been long enough. This was ten over ten years ago, so where this can we haven't seen other artists come forward and say, "Yo, man, Detroit." That's true. Really got but I it. will I will say this. I think that was like in the area that Kanye was failing him. Yeah. I think I think the same speech that Kanye gave for Pusha T's My Name is My Name, if he would have gave a speech like that for Big Sean, like I mean, he did come out later and say that he no, well, on Finally Famous, he said that Big Sean is going to be the male Beyonce. Yeah, see, but, but that's that, that wasn't I don't. I think. I think if for Detroit, if Kanye would have really championed him, like for Detroit, I think, I think it would have made people like check it out more, listen to it with different ears, and I actually think it probably would have helped. And if he would have been around for it, yeah. Some. I think. I think he could have like gave something to that project. Yeah, that would have added to it. This is his classic project, um, and, and I think what puts it more in a narrow perspective is that it's so hometown based, so it doesn't connect with everyone. You know, it's so hometown based. So it's like if you're not from the Midwest, you don't have that connection to it. But then what I think he tried to um, do to kind of bridge that gap was have artists on there that aren't from Detroit tell stories about Detroit right. to bring more people in, which was smart. But I Brilliant. think overall, um, there can be a disconnect. Um, and for me, I'm such a hometown guy. I love Detroit so much. I love New York so much. But I always talk about how much I love Detroit and how much this album connected for me. And so it's hard for me not to call it a classic because I feel like it hit on all cylinders and there's so many intricacies that I think a lot of people miss because they're not from there and that they just won't get. Um, But I think, yes, absolutely, it's Big Sean's classic, but overall in the scope of hip-hop, there's too much that people are going to miss for everyone to regard it as a classic. All right, cool. Um, 
I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. But I do say all that to say, I think people should check this project out. I think it's some of Big Sean's best rapping. Even if you were to skip over this project, there are things, there are projects out there from him like um, Dark Sky Paradise that more than make up for you know what I'm that more than prove what type of MC that he is. You know um, what kind of fun rapper that he is. And I think if you just capitalize off of that type of energy and just keep going, then people can see him in that light too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but I am First Class Reg, and I'm Tori and B, and we're out of here. We'll catch you guys next time. Order in the court. Dun dun.